Hello everybody and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your horrible, nasty, horrible, stinky, horrible, bad video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA titles. I am one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I am your other host, Blake Ray. I don't have as much syllables as you do, so I'd be like, Blake Ray, yeah, and you know, I don't have, I can't, I can't like emphasize certain syllables like you can. Your name's, your name's really you good for that. You could throw your middle name into there. Just uh, see oh, how it oh, hits. oh, fuck, I do. I, my, my middle name has a lot of syllables. Hello, I am Blake Alexander Yeah, you're right. That, that does, that does help out a little bit. Also, Alexander. Interesting that putting Alexander in your name made you hit Raya differently. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just rolls off the tongue a little bit. Like anybody with Alexander in their name, if fate has taught me anything, is is awesome. Like, is you're just suddenly better. It's true. It is a really good name. <laughs> hey, have you ever like taken stock on that before? Like the way that people say their own names as their own little audio signature in a podcast. I think it's really charming. How how do you mean? Just being like what what letters they emphasize, or it's just like. Do they speed through it? Do they elongate it? Like, are you saying... Everyone's different. They mm-hmm. they will all say their name in a different way. Like, for example, I know that when I edit this podcast, you and I have very specific ways that we enunciate our names. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is for other shows. Like, if you listen to their introductions, they'll, they have a certain cadence for their own name that mm-hmm. only they use it's very charming well see you know what my favorite thing about that is because i've i've edited a couple of our episodes and i know you always take as much time as purposely is allowed just to say your just to say your two letter first name of aj it's and, so small and i gotta I stretch to, it out and, it's and then fair. i have Other to like get so many syllables it. you'd be so surprised the amount of times that aj literally uses the whole intro just to say aj um, that way I just have to cut it down. I, and that's how good I am as an editor because I, you know, I just like, it's invisible, right? <laughs> you grab the first part of it and you grab the second part. And yeah. That's I just grab, I grab the, the first frame the and the last frame. The 29 protracted sent- <laughs> seconds that I go, a. Oh. oh God. I'm wondering, like, do you, th- I wonder if you could get away with that of just doing like an intro that is nothing but just hyping yourself up and just saying your name how uh, you probably click off pretty fast i don't no, know let's you know let's run it let's see how far i can get yeah, no, no, how's no, it no, going no, everybody no, no, my no, name no, is no, 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 no. <laughs> do you remember those yeah boy memes my lo- <laughs> yeah boy memes what are you talking about the, the things that were like my longest yeah boy ever my, yeah oh, boy oh my god that's like reaching in the back of my brain that's like what is that 2016 2015 when we were young lads it had to have been sometime within college wow weird a lot of a lot of crazy is it me or does it feel like i'm only 26 but i also feel like i'm fucking an old man now which is kind of weird well you're fucking an old man i'm i (laughs) know get on my level baby i'm busy this valentine's day um Take me out to dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Valentine's Day when yeah. we're recording this. Yeah. AJ, what are you doing for this lovely Valentine's Day? Jerking it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting... Going to work. I wasn't expecting... What do you... <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you going to bleep that? Are you going to like... Uh, no, no. The bit's passed. <laughs> <laughs> man i it, it dude i am 
so hyped for all of my friends and relationships because like the thing i'm seeing right now is a lot of people had to like put their last valentine's day on pause because of like covid and quarantine and shit like that so everybody i know is just going fucking ham on this on this year's valentine's day just going out and yeah because it's the like, first cre- year in like two years that a lot of people like, are you get able to go to out and go partner. do shit yeah that's another thing like so many people had to like do long distancey stuff with their partner and it's now it's like hey we're here we're partying we're at, like you know what's even cooler is like i've seen some people like we're just throwing a valentine's day party and I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And even like single people are involved or invited. And I was just like, hey, that's that's I like that. That's super wholesome and cool. All right. I like the idea of a Valentine's party where no singles are allowed. No <laughs> that's singles. Very funny to me. <laughs> if I so much as see a single person, they will be bullied. I mean, could you do a <laughs> just give them a name tag? It's just like, hey, we're throwing a party. But if you're single, you got to wear this name tag so you can meet other single people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to a party where you have a name tag? I feel like it makes introducing yourself way more fucking awkward, actually, because it's like because then you you always gesture to your name tag as if it's large enough for somebody to read. Well, not not only that, but it's like so like, for example, when you meet somebody, you start off like you have like a very organic icebreaker where it's like, hey, uh, like, for for example, when you and I went to that concert, we met somebody who had Gundam shoes. I did. The first thing I didn't ask them was, hey, what's your name? Or like, hey, nice to meet you. Insert name here. It's like, dude, look at your fucking sick Gundam theme shoes. And that's just like an organic icebreaker. The moment you introduce like a name tag to some sort of situation, everybody's ice breaker is oh so your name is that and it's always awkward like that's just it's yeah. about it's like it's like introing with like, hey the weather's super nice today isn't it like no that's boring it's, it's just it's so it's just so stiff and inorganic um so hey blake yeah what's up this is a video game podcast isn't it yeah it is a video game podcast we should be talking about video games do you want me you to play any video games lately oh have uh, I? the submissions oh yeah I, I was just wondering if you've played anything um i i recently I, I talked about Death's Door a couple episodes back. I am now playing, uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on it? It's this little fucking, uh, it's uh, Blasphemous. I'm playing Blasphemous, which is like a side-scrolling, like, Castlevania sort of clone. And I thought... Is this the one with the giant baby? I have no idea. But all I know is, is that the main character's design's kind of dumb. Um, I'm, Well, okay, hold on. His does kind of look like Conehead. Huh? He, he looks like he's wearing a dunce cap because he just got a fucking helmet that has a really big point pyramid on it. He looks like I react the same way to him as I did as I reacted to Gone from Hunter x Hunter, where his like hair just gets really, really big. And I'm just like, this is never not dumb and not. I don't understand how people think this is cool. This is just goofy as fuck. Um, um, it's actually very clever because I Google image searched blasphemous and the third image is a giant snake. And if he gets eaten by the giant snake, he's going to poke it back. So I think it's some, <laughs> it's some next level strats. Um, honestly, I am enjoying it way more than I thought I was going to. I picked it up while it was on sale on the switch for when it was like, like $4. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And then, you know, cause like one thing I heard about it is that it's really repetitive, um, and the combat system is not really all that complex, but upon like logging in and seeing all of the different trees of like how you can combo your character out, it's like it's way more complex and engaging than I than I thought it would. And also, 
um, just like the, the art style is so fucking good. It just bleeds cool and it's so much fun. My only complaint about it is it it feels like a really big fan of Dark Souls in how Dark Souls does its narratives. It's just like, hey, we're just going to just say some just cryptic shit right off the bat and you just gotta like yeah. deal, you just gotta deal with it so i'm like everybody speaks in riddles and only vague posts about things yeah, in dark souls games and, it's and, incredibly frustrating I, and like but it's also incredibly yeah. funny sometimes i i love that in dark souls because i do think it's the perfect blend of like hey if it is a little bit cryptic but if you do a little bit of searching you'll get the answers to what you're looking for um, or you'll just read all of the, you just can, you can get an idea for everything. This is just like, Hey, oh, actually, here's the difference. Here's the difference. At the beginning of dark souls, they give you a basic understanding of what your job is. It's like, Hey, you are reborn to reignite the flame and you're an ashen one. Go, go to beat the Lords of Cinders. Like, okay, I don't need to know any other lore about this world. I can just jump in and I know, and I know what my goal is. In Blasphemous, you just wake up and it's like, yeah, penitent one, go, go absolve yourself of your sins. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck sins what I have. What else could you possibly need to know? I mean, you're wearing a silly hat. Redeem yourself for that shit hat, <laughs> bud. But it's so fucking metal. And honestly, it's there. It, there's so much berserk like embed embedded into it. And berserk's like my favorite manga. So it's like, it just takes a lot of the same um, imagery, theming, um, also like the the main rune of the game is just like a different version of the brand of sacrifice it's just it's really really cool it's really really fun i could talk more about it but i want to hear what game you have and then we should jump into the podcast i've been playing sifu it's a game where i kick get my ass kicked and i get older and i look like i'm old all the time and i'm on the third level and the best time i've made it is making it there at the ripe old age of 44 baby so wait what what is what is how does so sifu is a beat-em-up game that is developed by the team that did absolver so it's a it's a pretty tight little action beat-em-up game Mm -hmm. um you have a little posture meter at the bottom of the gauge so it sort of fights like sekiro if you remember playing that yeah um you have but the gimmick is that the game is very difficult Every time you you die, your character gains one age. So you start the game at 20. When you die, you turn 21. Every time you die, you get older until you hit 75, in which case you have failed the level. What? Now, the game doesn't make you restart the entire what? game over because there's five levels. And you could just select a level and replay that level. Uh-huh. And the game will have saved your best run for you to go and start that level again. So, for example, I on on the first level, I've made it through the first level with at the ripe age of twenty two. So I only died two times. Uh-huh. So I'm not too worried about the first level anymore. I'm just starting on the second level and running through it over and over and over again until I can get something that feels like a good, clean run, uh-huh. so that I can take on the third level. Which again, the youngest I've been able to do is forty four. You'll notice I'm losing a lot of years on the second level because it's hard. So wait, that's so fucking cool. So like. You have to beat the entire game before your character reaches 75. Yes, because if you hit 75, you can no longer stand back up. I guess you're just too old. Too old for martial arts at 75. So wait, why does does your character age like that? That's so... Uh, Magic charm. 
magic charm. <laughs> it, it really does. Like it has like f- like martial arts movie logic and writing where like everything's just sort of like happens and is only kind of vaguely there. Like the first boss that you fight is a botanist that can make plants grow. And the second boss mentions that he is mute. That's it. That's all the world building Yo, they do for the first boss. I am fucking. I love that actually. Okay. That's going on my that's going on my uh on my on my Steam wish list. <laughs> I played that all weekend long yeah. on the PS4. Oh. It is very difficult and very fun. Oh, okay. I, is this like one of those games where we're like 10 years from now we're just going to see like insane speed runs of it? Of just people like doing We will probably see some insane speed runs of it as soon as next weekend. Uh, there's one guy that I follow online that like his whole like account is just like playing action games and moving the camera around dynamically to make some really cool looking clips. <laughs> and he's done some incredible looking fights in this Yo, game. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This sounds fun and all, but we should be talking about video games. We're fifteen. We should minutes talk in. about bad video games now. Yeah, I'll videos. I'll trim up the intro a little bit. All right. Do you want me to give the game, or do you want to give the game? I want you to give me the game. All right, you got it. This one comes to us on Twitter from Western Meadow at B10 underscore Baloo. Office potluck competition. Try to beat the rest of your coworkers for the best potluck dish. Balance making something flavorful so it stands out, but not too much to so to appeal to the broadest amount of people. I don't think either of you have dealt either of us have dealt with this, but one of the big things, and my mom talks about this all the time, is potlucks at their at the business. But where things get a little bit weird is most potlucks are for people that are only in your department, but there is this Unlike there, there's this just there is this un this common thing where people from your even though it's not for them, people from other departments will come and eat the food at your potluck. Some and which is sometimes fine, like you get people you meet new friends, whatever. But a lot of the time, from what my mother tells me, um, they come in to just judge. Like a lot of people just come from other departments oh, just to see a little tour de force yeah. to check out the other departments and see what yeah. they're bringing to and their then, potlucks. And then they like like they. I remember seeing this one. There was this one big like Reddit post about how this one lady made scones for her department, and then some up and then some lady came came to that department and was just like hey why don't you make blueberry scones which are a little bit more um like ex- uh, what's it called they they appeal to a broader range of people um so make those next time and then and the, the reddit post goes like hey bitch i made this for my i made this for my department i don't know why the fuck you came over here so how can we i've never worked at a company big enough to have department rivalries so but I am <laughs> yes, absolutely obsessed <laughs> with the idea of them because they sound like they suck so much. We, I mean, I don't know. Like, I part of me would be kind of like would kind of. Oh love yeah, that. Blake. Who wouldn't love a department rivalry? You go into the place that you work every day, and you have another piece of group of people that you work with every day that you fucking hate. That Jerry that's going to come eat your dumplings? Yeah, that sounds fucking awesome, actually. It sounds like, I mean, of course, this is coming from me who's worked at, like, I work at a fucking tech company or, like, an archiving company where it's just like, man, I would kill for just something exciting to happen here. I, I, <laughs> I want, I just want somebody to fucking get in an argument, just something to spice my day up because, like, Man, those eight hours, it's a lot of the same thing. Just give me something. <laughs> if I can, you know, how, you know, let me rephrase this. If I can spend my eight hours just 
vehemently thinking about how much I hate somebody else, I would totally just, I would totally do that. So, <laughs> okay, hear me out. What if we play, what if we posture this game? I feel like we've done a game before where we play as the food service person, mm -hmm. but I don't know that we've played a video game before where we get to go around and rate others people's food. And more importantly, here's the thing that I think that you're, that we're kind of like leaning away from is yeah, yeah, yeah. A job where you're annoyed by your other coworkers. You but are the one annoying. You them. could play a game where you're the one annoying them. Yes. yes. Can we create a game where you get to run around from department to department, sneaking in, eating their little snacks and giving them horrible reviews. So, okay. So we got to discuss how, what is, <laughs> what is the gameplay of it? So one thing that immediately sticks out to me is this is kind of like a hidden role sort of game where it's like, Hey, um, okay. Actually, no, 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 no. Actually, hold on. I'm See, on. I was imagining I'm, something more akin to Hitman, but go on with your hidden I, role. I'm, I'm uh, okay. Hold on. I'm onto something here. Have you ever heard of the game Spyfall? Is that the one where one person is a spy in a room and the other one is a sniper with a gun? No, that's um, that I think is like uh, I, I I don't I know the game you're talking about, but this isn't this. So, okay, it's not that one. What's yeah, Spyfall? So, so Spyfall is this phone game that you can play with your friends, where everybody logs into a room and um, one of you or maybe more of you, depending on how many people are playing with, is a spy. And the gimmick is everybody who isn't a spy is given a job and knowledge of the location they are working at. And the gameplay is, is asking everybody questions without giving away the location. So, it, but if the spy can guess what the location is, they win. So the whole game of is trying to find the spy. So um, is there a way we can do this game where it's like we are the infiltrator? We are the person from the tech department going into the accounting department. And we are going there to have to eat because this Because you know the accounting department's got the good devil day. Yes, yes. And is there a way that we can be like you are constantly being hunted not you know hunted is an extreme word but they know they're they're trying to find okay who's the person that is coming to our potluck that shouldn't be here and you have to like maybe fake certain questions or like oh no there you go there you go there you go okay so, so you're proposing a game where it is a company that is so large that nobody knows who exactly nobody is in knows whose department exactly who it is you know that you're not supposed to be there so mm -hmm. you are pretending to be part of this department you have walked in and you're like I'm gonna get these deviled eggs and yes. then I'm gonna complain that they don't have a little olive yes, on top yes yes so uh, now but to if somebody comes up to me with an accounting question. I need to be good at math. I and need to be fast on my heels. They're going to walk up to me and they're going to say, what's 12 times 12? And if I don't know if it, that it's 144 immediately, mm -hmm. they're going to kick me out. How about how about this? Let me pitch because you mentioned Hitman and I like the sandboxy element of this. So let's say your ultimate goal is to get to where the food table is. But there's like a bunch of obstacles that are that lead up to that. So one way my because my my mom's company, I'm just using this as a prime example. Um, each department actually has security checkpoints because they do work for like the military and the government. So <laughs> so I, they don't work directly for the government. They make ball. She works at a ball bearings company that does projects for the government. So. 
is this a thing where it's like, okay, the first step is, is you want to get into accounting, but guess what? You're going to need to, you're going to need to snag somebody's key card. Okay. You got the key card. Now you're in. And now you have access to all of these cubicles that you have to explore, which have answers to questions that people are going to be asking you. So it's like, it's this part like Sneakum, part like fine. I have another addition. Okay, go ahead. This should be a complete immersion, Sam. I'm talking like you're walking around. I want to go from the sandbox there. Like, I want it to be first person. You're walking around. Not only are you trying to find key cards to get into the other departments, you need to find as many notes on the company as possible because people are going to ask you real questions about the state of the business. Uh-huh. And if you don't know the state of the business, you're going to get caught. You need to know their growth last term. You need to have an idea. You need to have like a notepad that you've stolen from somebody else's desk of somebody else's plan to grow their like increased growth in the third quarter. That way, when somebody walks up to you and is like, how's the how's the big account going? Mm -hmm. You can be like, oh, I've got this piece of evidence to say (laughs) that I can keep. I oh don't worry about it. I've got big plans that I stole from Martha. So you know what I'm you know what I'm thinking would be so fucking cool to build on what you're saying. So this is this is like a company in the far future that's like like you said it's so big nobody really knows each other. So it's like this is this is what Amazon's going to become. Like this is future uh-huh, this uh-huh. is future Amazon. Um, so the game progresses where each level you're sneaking into different uh, different departments and stuff like that. You keep whatever you collect during the level. And if you miss anything, I'm wondering if like, okay, you find a paper in the accounting department, which you will then use later in the engineering department or something to answer questions or make things easier. And your end goal is, is you're constantly trying to get to the better and better parties, even though you're like, let's say our character's a factory worker. Yes. Yeah, no, you know, you know, so you want to get, you want to get to like the primo case. Yes. You want, you want to get to the, like the CEO meetings. Yeah. Mm. You want to get to the CEO meetings, but I'm wondering if like, you know, be just, it would be so funny is I'm wondering if like as you go through um, and are just sneaking into these parties to like go judge other people's food and stuff like that. What if you like it, it, <laughs> what if you just uncovered some sort of fucking like money laundering plot that this business <laughs> is going? It's like but your character doesn't give a shit because they're just like, I'm just here for the food. And I'm just I'm trying to think, could you do like a reluctant hero? It's like by sneaking in and trying to get all of this food and like just ham on it just shit on like the people in other departments or whatever you just slowly uncover this plot that the ceo is just like there's there's a reason nobody knows each other because he's like i don't know fucking stealing money from everybody yeah by by Mm. the by going to the accounting department and the labor department you can very easily and very quickly figure out that there is a lot of wage theft happening yes yes and then you just i'm trying to figure out like how does how does the game end and you know what i i would argue that every department you are trying to spread that information because the more rowdy and frustrated everybody is at that workplace the easier it is going to be to sneak in and steal more of the little little cookies okay so you're you're trying to create it an is uproar so but for the easy wrong to steal a jar of jolly ranchers away from somebody who's in the middle of a crisis <laughs> okay okay i want to put a pin in this can you give me a game idea yeah this is from flexes to change pigment chameleon foots is that a real fact about chameleon foots 
Anyway, game where when you die, you have to do a random task as a ghost before you can respawn. This is incredible. Because, like, this immediately brings in two pieces of reference for me. One, the hit game Sifu. I don't know if it's a hit game. PlayStation certainly thinks it is because they will not stop advertising it. So, like Sifu, when you die, you become old. But also, I was remembering my brief time with the World of Warcraft MMO. Did you ever play that? The World of Warcraft MMO where you like, yeah, if you I, I know the concept of like when you die, you have to like go to the graveyard to um, resurrect yourself or whatever. So there's like, yeah, when you die, you have to do a little thing. But mm-hmm. what if instead when you died, you had to finish a quest line? Mm, OK, like you have to fight for your soul back or like you have to fight for your body. No, no, back no, no. Like more like more like, oh, you've died on your way for this delivery quest because it's mm-hmm. an MMO and like you have to go kill five ostriches and then leave. Mm-hmm. But if you die, you have to then go deliver the ostrich leaves, uh, feathers. Birds have feathers, not leaves. Fuck, I'm tired today. <laughs> uh, can so I... you have to go uh-huh. deliver the ostrich leaves to that person. And then you have to you'll and then you'll be resurrected because you finished your unfinished business. Can can I pitch you on something? Um, because I'm trying to figure Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Like, I because I would one thing I don't see enough of, and weirdly enough, um, my favorite use of it was in a branded video game. Did you ever play the Mummy Demastered? No, I did not. That fucking game rules, and it was for like a. It was it. it okay, so it's like a retro style, like retro resurrection side-scrolling shooter game that was made for the fucking Mummy movie with Tom Cruise, <laughs> which yes. like the movie was horrible, but the game fucking rocked. Um, so you play as like an unnamed faceless soldier, right? But to, and this this is this is gonna circle back to our game concept. Don't don't you worry. All right, I believe in um, you. But the way it works is every time your character dies, it's just replaced by another faceless soldier. But the gimmick is the person when your um, previous character dies, they are resurrected as a zombie with all of the weapons and loadout and abilities you had in that character. And to get those weapons back, you need to kill your old self. So what if we do a game where it, there are two, like uh, another example is uh, Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor. There is the the Ranger um, like gameplay and then there's the Wraith gameplay. What if we were doing a game where you have two character trees where it's like you are building up your abilities as a ghost and you are building up your abilities as a human. But every time you die, those two characters become separated and you either need to be the ghost that kills like the zombie version of your of your physical being or you are the zombie that needs to go get your soul ghost back. But depending on like how you upgrade them that can become harder and harder and harder so this feels like a game where it's like your ghost and your physical being are two different people i guess and i'm wondering if like that is like the thing you need to go do every time you die um and maybe you're do you have control over which one you are at the end like when you die and the coin flip happens do you can can you control which one you play as after that or i don't i don't think so because it would be kind of fun to think that you depending you are randomly selected uh, which one you spawn in 
and then the uh, the opposing is goes up to their own business. So it's like, okay, you found out your ghost is going and ravaging a little town. You need to go and quell all the shit in that town and capture your ghost again. All right, so you spawn as the ghost, and you found out your zombie is uh, robbing trains or something like that. You need to go get on this this fast moving train and get your go possess your physical body again. So now it, the alternative idea for this mm-hmm. would be the idea of a game where when your character dies, you then have to go do the dishes. <laughs> uh, is that as I mean, this is a game we do need to lean into the games that should not be made, huh? So it's like it, now hear me out. What if this is a video game? Oh, I got it. Hey, do you mm-hmm. remember the hit? The do you remember the video the game Duck me. Hunt for VR? Duck Hunt? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Duck Hunt for VR, the gimmick is that you are somebody that is sitting in a living room and you have a little game controller in front of you and you can play a video game on a TV. Mm-hmm. But then through the course of Duck Hunt, the video game, um, it's like a Duck Hunt game. But if you shoot the dog, then all of a sudden yeah. spooky things happen in the home that you're in. Mm-hmm. You might see the dog outside of the window, for example. Uh-huh. It's a very cool little VR game. But what if it was a game... A la, let's use uh, let's use the mummy as our example. Yeah. But then when you finish a run or your character dies in the mummy, your character has to get up and go do a chore before you can go back and play the game again. Oh, God. Okay, that would be super... Okay, so it's like your character has to get up and do a chore in the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is, much so, like mm-hmm. much like the real world, whenever I finish like a run in, uh, most recently it was runs in uh, Skull. Once I finished a run, I would be able to do like a little thing for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finished that run, so I should probably go brush my teeth before I do another run. <laughs> okay, so what is the like? What is I? Okay, I dig this. So what is like the narrative? Is it do you just do the tasks start off really simple and then they just get more and more complex as the game goes on? So it's like you're spending less time in the video game and more time doing and like more time like doing, doing VR chores. chores. Oh, yes. no. So it's like so it's like you put your put your VR headset on. You're playing this really fun, really addictive whatever game and then you die. And then you and then it's like, OK, you wake up. and It's like, oh, wow. The house is just suddenly way dirtier than it was before you should go pick up the garbage and put all your cans in the recycling yeah Yeah. you know what's also kind of like if we want to lean into that horror like aesthetic of duck hunt but like in our own way you know what thing that fucking terrifies me and i love reading stories about it because they're just like who creepy it's stories about people that you don't know living in your home um you ever read like horror pastas like that like creepy pastas and shit like that no, but I've seen the movie Parasite. Uh, yes, the kind of uh, wow. Hold on, actually, no. B- f- f- the censor that. You can't say that. That's a huge. I can't say that. That's a huge. That's a huge spoiler. Okay, <laughs> that's fair like enough. A, that's like a pivotal spoiler to that. <laughs> um, um, I don't know any other references. Okay, for that. but I, I'm sure most people like have read like um you know creepy pasta or whatever. It's like the person living in my walls or you know whatever. So. That's the thing that we discover is like you are this 20 something and every time you go into the VR thing and 
die and wake up your house is suddenly dirtier and at the at, you know at the beginning of the game you just assume it's like oh it's you know it's either your parents or it's your roommate or it's just like it's just something that happens but then you realize there's nobody else in this house there's nobody except you and you're spending all of your time playing this vr game so who the who the fuck is the one making all these messes so you have to spend more time cleaning up and it just becomes really tedious and then, then you realize it's like, okay, why are all these and messes happening in the first place? You I know think the it, tediousness is the part that I want to lean into. I want uh -huh. it to be one of those games where, like, you start off the jobs and it's like, pick up everything and put it all in a trash can. Uh -huh. But then, like, four hours into the game, it's like, okay, go back through the trash and dis redistribute recyclables from non-recyclables. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so You oh. start the game and it's things like, unload the laundry. Uh -huh. And then it's things like, separate the laundry based on color. Oh, and then like while you're separating, you find like a hand <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> My thought was maybe you just find some clothes that your character will make a passing motion about like, oh, I don't remember doing like having these undies. Well, what but if I just want to lean into the idea mm -hmm. of like indies, the chores get bigger and bigger. Yes. It goes from sitting down and picking up everything in the room to actually having to drive a car to the dump to take care of oh your Oh my god. Garbage. So then it becomes like a dri little driving simulator. Okay, so then just it becomes really, a little driving simulator. Really quickly, yes. are, are we and, and again, like you were uh -huh. saying, the chores become longer and longer and longer and more arduous. Uh-huh. Are we leaning into Until the, the idea point that, that maybe we <laughs> maybe we hit a point where there's like, all right, after this run, you have to go to work. Oh. And then you have a four-hour section of you just doing. Oh, it's just job just simulator in an bullshit. <laughs> okay, so are, are we are we leaning away from like the person in your home sort of thing? No, I think the person in your home can absolutely be there, but gameplay-wise, frustration-wise, you're going to spend so much time at work, and the idea that a person in your home is going to be there is going to be on the back of your brain, and you're going to be like, hmm, I know I'm at work right now, but I think there's a dude living in my walls. You know, and th this is where it gets fucking creepy, right? So it's like you're playing your VR game of whatever addictive game, um, and then you start hearing shit. Like, you can hear rustling in the kitchen. You can hear um, maybe somebody comes up and, like, whispers in your ear while, you ha while you're while you playing a VR game. Because I don't know about you, but when I play VR and somebody's talking to me, it doesn't matter what they're saying. It just is, like, it goes from, like, I'm in my own space, I'm in my own world, and then I just hear something from the outside world. It, even if it's not scary, it is startling. You know what I mean? It is It is distracting. Yeah. I remember yes. when I was playing uh, Super Hot at the office. Yeah. With you in the room. Every now and again you would talk to me and i'd be like i have no idea where you are boy. <laughs> i'm in you i'm 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 in your brain i'm talking i'm talking to you from the void so okay so it's just a game about like how does our game end like i think that's the thing we want to talk about so late game is you're spending more and more time doing these arduous tasks and just have not able to um Actually, you know, here's a question. And you get less and less game time, which I think is the other important part. Mm -hmm. I think that you get like, you know, like like any real world person, I have about three hours a day tops that I can play video games. And that's oh, if I, I like order that Grubhub delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, yeah, you still got to make dinner and do a bunch of things like three hours. That's a little generous. I feel like I only have like an hour. That is generous. Because uh -huh, uh -huh. like, you know, I get home around like seven ish i go to bed around midnight so i have about five hours but uh -huh. like two hours of that is probably going to be like cooking and take getting ready for bed 
So, okay. So, so three hours, roughly. But, like, that's mm-hmm. the point that the game gets to, is we create a very cool and very satisfying game within the VR space. But slowly and surely, our chores get bigger and longer until we have to go to work, and we don't get any time to play the game. I think the game's end goal really is to actually beat the mobile, the VR game that we've generated. Ooh, but it gets or, progressively harder, so it's like you can't stay you're gonna die like it's like you're going to die yeah 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 yeah. so it's like i'm trying to think of so how does our game and like what is the game's ending you know is it we find out oh my god you know be so fucking creepy what if um what if you finish the game and then your guy turns around and there's somebody crawling out of the wall and if you didn't see all the clues to answer the person crawling out of the wall then see that you're sol you die Ooh, or you could do a thing where it's like somebody overwrote your save file and it's like okay who the <gasps> no! fuck? so like who's like somebody else is playing this game when you're not there I'm wondering. That's what it is. Yeah. So we have the game has an internal clock. Yes. You have 48 hours of video game time where you can just sort of like do a chore, reset the game, play through it. Mm-hmm. And then once the 48 hours are over, the weekend is over and you go back to the game being partial job simulator. Mm-hmm. That's when the game the, you come back that Monday Monday after oh. work, the game file has been deleted. All of the all of the tr- progress you made in the last 48 hour game session where we let you just go through it like mad Uh all of it is lost what if what if like let me pitch you on something so what if instead of that we did it instead of the game being deleted what if like the game had advanced like by a couple of levels and you just missed plot and you think like, because my immediate reaction to that is like, no, oh, did something glitch out? No, I like the idea of infuriating the player and making them redo like things after, that after. they've already done. <laughs> so is it, the, oh my gosh, that's our gameplay loop then. So is it, it's just every time you step away from the game or after or you have. No, like, I think ex- it's just over the weekend because I, what, I want, what I want to create is the idea of like, when you start playing this game, it is a very quick and satisfying loop of you play through the game, you do a VR mini game of mm-hmm. doing a chore. Mm-hmm. You play a run, you do a mini game. You play a run, you do a mini game. And that's what the game is for about 48 hours worth of video game time. Mm-hmm. After the 48 hour mark hits, in game, your character has a voice line of, I got to go to work tomorrow. You then do the eight-hour job simulator. Mm-hmm. You come back Monday. You've lost all of the d- progress you've made in the in the in-game game. You've lost the forty-eight hours worth of gameplay that you've made through that. This is the first clue that somebody is living in your walls. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, so you restart the game. You do a chore. You notice a clue. You mm-hmm. go to you go to bed because you only had enough time for one run. Mm-hmm. You go to work. You do the eight-hour VR job simulator. You come back. <laughs> Your save is there still, so you can continue the game. You get, like, two runs in. You do your chores. You go to bed. Mm-hmm. And that's what the gameplay loop is. Then, at this point, it is more job simulator than video game. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, so is it at that point where our chore, like, the chores in the house start to become, like, you start to seize, like, hey... They, instead of just one plate from my dinner last night, there's two plates in the in. <laughs> That's weird that a whole second dirty plate happened without yeah, me noticing. Yeah, just like really just like it starts to get really weird. And I'm trying to think of like, OK, obviously, like the, the gameplay in the game, like the VR game that you're playing has to come back in dealing with this guy in your walls. 
So it's like, it, it, what is what is? No, our... I think the VR game is completely unrelated to oh. the guy in the walls. <laughs> okay, so what's like a... I said, they are two completely different things. You can be spending your your eight hour gameplay sessions of being at work, mm-hmm. thinking about the guy in your walls, or thinking about the video game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And then. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, okay, what happens if you speed run? Like, what happens if somebody beats if you can this speed game? run the game? Oh, then you hit, then you roll credits. Your character turns around and somebody's breaking out of the wall. They turn around you and they're all scruffy and nasty and they kill you. The end. <laughs> Don't speed run, kids. That's, that's Don't speed run. All right. Do you want me to give you a game? Yes, please. Okay. You thought we'd go an episode without talking about them, but this one comes to us from No Romo at TJ underscore Garcia. Grand Theft NFT. Screenshot and right-click save as many NFTs as you can in order to devalue these stupid monkeys and save the world. All right. Is there a way that we can do Grand Theft Auto on, or sorry, not Grand Theft Auto, but Grand Theft on NFTs? So I'm trying to think, okay, what is Grand Theft? Because I did a little bit of reading on this. Grand Theft doesn't, it doesn't count as Grand Theft unless it's more than, I think, $10,000. A little bit misleading because you think Grand Theft implies that it's more than a grand. Um, Grand Theft definition. 10,000, wait, that's so much money for a car definition well speaking of somebody that has gotten most vehicles i've ever driven off of craigslist where i have not paid more than like 4k and even four thousand is so much all right you you're right i fucked up i fucked up all right so grand theft stealing jewelry from a jewelry store that is valued 950 dollars removing a wallet from rice's purse is physically touching i've driven a car for less than 950 dollars before all right then you haven't then did you steal it if not, if you did, that's not grand theft. It's only it's only petty I theft. I didn't steal it. I bought it off of Craigslist. <laughs> so okay, so Grant, that's so weird. Like, why did I? I'm I'm stupid. All right. Wow, you can't so, read either, can you? But n- no, dude, that's no, can't read. <laughs> um, so I, we need to figure out. We want to do a grand theft game, and I. <laughs> Hold on, I have it, I have it, I have it. So you're you're you are playing this character. This is like a um what's it called? Like a sim where you're just operating a computer and you're just like only doing things that are available at your at like your workstation. It's like it's like the uh the the programming parts from Operation Tango. It's just like I only have what's accessible on my screen. Can Mm -hmm. we do a game where you are trying to devalue the NFT markets, but like you only steal NFTs that are above a thousand dollars. So is the goal, hey, I'm gonna try and share this NFT as possible to give it so much value so that when I do steal it, it is worth more. So we aren't playing <laughs> I, I think it's it's just kind of how the art community works, huh? It's like hey I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't know what the valuable part of an NFT is. It's not the monkey, is it? Like you can right click and redistribute the monkey all you want. I don't think the monkey's the the valuable. Oh, no, part. it's just the fucking bragging rights, dude. It's built for rich well, people. It's, it's like, hey, it's the, I, I it's spent, the link, right? Yeah, spe- Isn't that what it is? Like the NFT is the like web URL to the like, uh, yeah. It's the blo- it's the blockchain JPEG. ID. Yeah, you're paying for the blockchain ID, the unique the unique identifier. Um, but what's funny is you can't so see then you the unique need to be identifier. So a hacker so that you can get the unique identifier for uh-huh. the monkey. 
what if we did a heist game that was about stealing blockchain like stealing the like stealing the blo- is that possible can you steal blockchain i don't know what a blockchain is every time i've asked people about it they just say oh you know it's like this and they don't really say anything i just think of it as like it's like you're building a Minecraft. Like I said, I just described it to you right now, and I think it's just a web URL. And I don't know if that's true or not. Well, block, if from my understanding of it is, and of course, this is a very, like, I don't give too... I don't really give too much of a shit about NFTs. Um, I like them in concept. I think I don't like them in practice. Um, but from my limited understanding, a blockchain is just a sequence of code and the code is unique, and the uh, the code can correspond to ho- who owns that specific piece of code, and the code represents that p- specific piece of art. So I don't think it's URL based. I think it's more of like um, it's just like identi- like code identifier thing. So if um, I were to buy an NFT, would they send? Would the person send me a JPEG, a web link? And a bunch of numbers. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, it's so funny. That's my problem. I don't know anything. I think they just said. I think it's just like, hey, you own this now. Like I, I don't think it is. It like a star? They just send me a piece of paper that says I own something. (laughs) It's like, hey, you want to buy this star or support this star? Yeah, it's kind of like that, huh? It's like, hey, do you want to buy? That's what I'm saying. You want to? This is why I'm having such a difficult time wrapping my head around Grand Theft NFT. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the valuable part of the NFT is. Uh, it's the blockchain. It's like the unique identifier. That's nothing. And you and I just <laughs> went over that. <laughs> so how do is, how do they have it? How do they have the blockchain? What is, is it? Is it written down wait, on a piece of paper? Wait, what the fuck? What wait, do they buy? Is Grand Theft NFT just saying, "Yeah, I stole it," but not actually stealing anything? It's, <laughs> it's just like saying, "Yeah, that NFT is mine now." It's like. It's how, do you, how do you prove that? Check Our the blockchain. NFT, comrade. Yeah, it's just like it's like how'd you steal it? How do you how do how do we know you stole it? It's like check the blockchain. It's like I don't know how to check blockchain. So it's like well you can't <laughs> you can't you can't prove that I didn't steal it then, and that's just it. <laughs> it's Grand Theft NFT. It's just saying you stole things. It's and just no, saying and you already have it. Nobody, like somebody's like check out this NFT I got, and you could just be like I already have that one. <laughs> Check check the numbers. I have that one. Check the but I don't know. Uh, but I don't know how to check the numbers. I mean, you do how to buy an NFT. You don't know how to check. Uh, let's uh, okay. Ha, uh, let's fucking check this. It's like, how do you know if someone owns an NFT? One of the best ways to know the authenticity authenticity of and ownership of an NFT is to ask the owner. That's stupid. <laughs> What? That's really what that just said. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you own that NFT? Yeah, I do. That's what it. That's what it's saying to. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> wow, there's like I'm just seeing a bunch of different. <laughs> What NFT? Oh, the the fashion law did an article. NFTs. What are you buying, and what do you actually own? NFT governs ownership of the token, not the underlining IP. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously. 
Uh, uh, God, that's so fucking weird. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's the game. I don't know what to do. You want, you want to give me a game the before game we The game is trying to figure out what you can steal from somebody. Oh, oh that's what it is. Here's the game. Go. You've cracked into somebody's laptop. You yes. now have to find out what it is you're supposed to be stealing. There you go. So it's... Oh, so you have to figure out... Uh, is this so is this like kind of a coding simulator it's where it's like okay you start off and you're given a folder of a bunch of images then you need to go one by one to see it's like code and then you need to go somewhere to authenticate it and then it's just like this really fucking tedious like bam let me okay is this the nf is this an nft no this is just somebody's like is this an nft that's the game that's the name of the game is this an nft and it's just you like somebody's thing you're just dragging and dropping a million different things until the lottery goes off and the lottery computer's like bing 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 that's an nft (laughs) it's just a clicking simulator basically there's no real like overarching plot it's just like yeah you made a bunch of money and then that's it (laughs) to actually to add some spice to this you know it'd be really funny is Hmm. what if this pool of images is accessible to everybody playing the game so the 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 folder of images you're looking at is all is is like a folder that somebody else playing the game owns and they have a bunch of fake images and a couple actual nfts so what this implies is you're stealing other people's NFTs, but people can also be stealing from you. So, uh, you... so it's a game for NFT players to try to understand if they know what an NFT is. <laughs> Either oh. that or it's just like just it's a game about stealing every other player's shit. So it's like you can and then I'm wondering if you're like, OK, could you create like firewalls? Could you create mini games that people like I, I, I like I, I, I best way to. Is there a Are way- you proposing playful hacking of each other? Playful hacking of each other, yes, because that's because that's you're trying to steal each other's NFTs. But did you ever play Metal Gear Solid Five? I only played it for a little bit. Nope. But there, okay, there's this one mechanic that I think is really cool. Um, you have your base, and what you could do is there's a, like a bunch of assets out in the real world of like soldiers, guard dogs, uh, machine guns, you know, people with specific training that you can just basically capture and hire to work your base. And the multiplayer aspect of Metal Gear Solid 5 is you can go to other players' bases and basically try to like kill everybody there or rob them and things like that. And that is there a way we can apply that to this? So it's like, okay, you have your folder that everybody wants access to. Can you set up like certain firewalls or certain mini games or certain puzzles and then that they have to beat before they can even have access to all of the N- the potential NFTs that you have? And I could picture like, God, it'd be so funny. There has to be troll accounts where it's like, yeah, I have 100 images. None of them are NFTs, but I know you're going to go through each and every one of them. And I just just the idea of wasting somebody else's time gives me joy, you know? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so I mean, like, all right, we're coming up on the 52-minute mark, so we need to pick a nug. I think the nug is the game where you die and have to do the dishes. Game where you die and have to do the dishes. All right. Um, Ooh, what if, what's, what's a 
Okay, so... Unfinished business. Unfinished business. Ooh, okay, I like that, because that implies the person in the wall has unfinished business with you. <laughs> it implies that the person in the wall has unfinished business with you. Ooh. We market it as, like, being like, oh, when you die, you have to do incredibly Ooh. incredible things after the death. We okay. completely avoid the eight-hour job day in the marketing. It's perfect. Unfinished Ooh. business. Okay, unfinished business. All right. So before we move on to um, patch notes, I kind of just want to figure out what is one thing I want to talk about. What is the mini game that we're playing in the VR thing and how can we apply a modifier to it? Because the modifiers what is that video game. Yeah, the modifiers are weapons right now. So that implies it has to be some sort of combat game. Can we do what's that one game? Where you're playing like a dad that is just like beating things up, um, and trying to get to the. It's like a. Shut up! You did not. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's play this guessing game. A game where you're a dad beating something up. God of War. No, dang. Last of Us. No, dang. No, 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 no. Years of War. No, dang. Is it the Halo? No, dang. Damn. Is it the grind uh, game? A I game have... where you're a dad beating something up. No, it's like I, I, I see it all the time. It's like a, it's a Devolver digital game where it's like you're a blue muscle bound bro dad that has like a, a, a darker blue hat. And you're just like, fuck, it's just you're going Mega around. Man? No, it's not Mega Man. He's not muscle bound. He's a child. <laughs> a big buff blue guy with a big Darker Devolver. blue hat? Yeah, hold on. I I'm gonna fucking find this game. Devolver Digital Games. Because I know it's a Devolver game. It is. It is. Oh, fuck. Uh, there's... Man, they make a lot of games, don't they? Um, 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 uh, am I wrong? Is it not a Devolver Digital game? Fucking Grindstone. It's Grindstone. That's the fucking name of it, right? Yes. Grindstone, it's he's not a dad. Is, I thought he's a fam, a grindstone. I thought he's like trying to go home to his family or something. No. Yes, in Grindstone, it's just your job. You play as George, a hulking stone grinder who is a family man at heart and who just wants to work his something. I don't know. It's it's on the other side. He's a family man. So, okay, that was a long-winded way of fucking getting around to this. So, Grindstone, the way that game works is, like, you each level, you're given, like, a, a grid of, like, enemies and resources and things like that. And it's just, the games are so quick and so, like, it, it just so fast that it's really addictive. And I think we should lean into something like that, where it's... This maybe this is kind of a rogue game because that would imply you're going to be dying a lot. Right? That means that you're going to have a lot of deaths. Yes. Yes. So what if we did some sort of rogue game that at the beginning of it is you are given some sort of weapon and you have to or I'm, I'm trying to think of like, could you do a rogue game where everything's randomized, where it's like at the beginning of it, you roll, you roll, you have like a certain piece of armor, a certain weapon and a certain whatever. Uh, like a certain magical ability. And then you have to just see how far you can get in this in this VR game. And obviously you're going to die. So that implies you're going to come back to, you know, having to do chores, having to do all these other things. Um, actually, you know, it'd be really fun just as a stylistic thing. What if like the game was in color, but like all of like the work and reality shit was just in black and white. And it's yes, just, I love that. And it's just like it's because that it really sells that like oh, I fucking hate the grind, man. Like, this is the, uh, uh. So, okay. 
So you are. I've got so- a possible weapon for you. Yes, give me. Go ahead. This comes from Void Spooler. Mm-hmm. A power glove covered in knives. Power glove covered in knives. Okay, sweet. Um, <laughs> it's very Dead Rising, isn't it? Because it reminds me of the boxing glove covered in knives. Yes, it's you very Dead punch. Rising. So, so this okay. now let's use this as our centerpiece for our char- for our little action game in the game. Mm-hmm. You have a cool power glove with knives. Mm-hmm. Is it a boxing game? That's what I'm thinking because it's VR. So it's like each. So all of your power ups is just like stuff that you tape to your power glove. <laughs> it's just like yeah. So you're going through the game and like you. It, it is this. Would this be better if it was like? Has there ever been like a rogue like wave game? Like where you're fighting wave There's after wave. There's about to be like a wave after wave of enemies because those are really okay. Fun. So yes, let's yeah. use this. So the the idea for this game is when you go into the v, you play the VR game, your character sits down on a controller. In Duck Hunt, they do something similar where once you decide to play the game, they load you into a new VR space. Mm. In Duck Hunt, the v- new VR space is like a little rifle range where you can shoot ducks. Yes. For us, what it will be, will it will be some dark and dank cave with a bunch of neon lights everywhere. Ooh. You have a cool knife glove that also has a bunch of buttons on it. You can kill enemies with the punch by punching and slicing slicing. And backhanding with the cool power glove. Mm-hmm. And then you can take your a second hand and bring it to like your forearm and press buttons on it. Oh. And this would be how you activate different abilities. Abilities that will be unlocked through the roguelike elements of the Yes, game. yes, yes, yes. And then like obviously there are pickups that would be like the different weapons that you find throughout the game. Do do like so what is how does our character grow? Is it just like they get access to new buttons? Is that new like, buttons, new lasers, things like that. And you know, maybe. it's not I don't want to get too locked up into the nitty and gritty about it because here's the great two pieces of great news. One, mm-hmm. it will be impossibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. we can add that game and game mechanics for that game for later on down the road because uh-huh. we'll just say that when the character plays the game, they're playing a roguelike VR game in pre-release. Mm-hmm. Like all roguelikes exist in nowadays. Let they're me... always oh. in a pre-release phase. Okay, hold. I have I have another I, I have another uh, modifier I want to use that's going to fucking shake things up. Okay. So this one comes to us from Alley Cat, a garden gnome that berates you constantly okay so when you log into the game for the first time you know like they're just vr games just love just throwing shit into you know the space for you to play with when you first like log in this area or this platform you're standing on before you know you fight enemies and stuff there's just like a garden gnome sitting there and you think oh it's just something i can pick up and fuck with but the moment you pick it up it starts talking to you and interact and like it starts like fucking uh, just talking to you and you, the player assumes oh that voice is coming from the game it's not coming from the game it's coming oh. from it's coming from the dude that's in your fucking house using <sighs> that garden gnome as a proxy to talk to you while you're <laughs> while you're playing the vr game so it's like it, and how we kind of communicate that is like sometimes when you log into the game you you pick up your garden gnome friend because you wanted to be like ah it's gonna say something funny about me again but it doesn't talk to you this time around and you think oh i guess he only talks to me sometimes or he's giving me the silent treatment and then you just start to discover it it's like Hey, that garden gnome is taught like, wait, did I just hear the garden gnome's voice? 
when I'm not playing the VR game? Is my VR headset on right now? You know, and it just gets that's how we start introducing uh, the idea that yeah. there's somebody watching you. Because, like, it, when you play certain VR games, it actually like streams to your monitor as well. So, like, it totally makes sense that if somebody was standing next to you, they could be watching what you're doing and reacting to what you're doing. So, that's how we introduce, like, oh, fuck. That garden gnome isn't actually voice acted. There's somebody in my house talking to me while I play yes. this game. Fuck, that's I creepy. That. That's creepy as fuck. Okay, I love that. All right. All right, unfinished business. That's our game. I think with that, we're good to go to patch notes then. Yes. Let's what go do, to patch notes then. What do we want to talk about in patch notes, boyo? Uh, I don't know. What do we need to plug? Uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, actually, we're about to finish up our Let's Plays, so maybe they can check us out on that. Hey, we're coming up oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up on the finales. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. We just want to let you know we're coming up on not one, but two Let's Play finales. We are about to finish up Operation Tango and... Wow, am I blank? Oh. What's the other video Mario. game we're playing? Mario, we're about to that's Mario. Right. <laughs> My brain just completely blanked on the other game we were playing. Uh, you know, we have I... one level left on Project <laughs> Tango, one world left in Mario. So we're expecting to finish both of those this week yes. that you are hearing this episode. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. And then we have some really- Check out both of those like... Let's Plays if you've got the chance. They yes, are both please. an absolute blast. Yes, and we have some really, really fun stuff in the works planned for our YouTube channel that uh, we think you're going to get a good kick out of so check us out on spiritual successor podcast on youtube.com until then we'll see you later suckers as always our intro and outro is cheap shop by anna monaguchi an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game i've been one of your hosts aj hart and i have been your other host blake Rea. this has been spiritual successor and these are cool games that should not be made